Have arguments injured your relationships? Listen in as we discuss three strategies to help you and your family. Today's Staying Real About Faith and Family snippet begins in 30 seconds. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Staying Real About Faith and Family, where you can get real about life without resistance. I'm Linda Goldfarb. Each week, Heather Greer and I offer personal insight to encourage transparent living from a biblical viewpoint with practical applications. Staying real with the Holy Spirit's leading is what we're all about. We pray today's episode blesses you. Let's go to Father. Father God, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the word that you have given us that we are going to share today about handling family arguments, the anger that's occurring and the frustrations, everything that's happening right now in society. Father God just is putting so many of us on edge and arguing. Well, there's a different way to go. And Father, we just thank you that we have the opportunity to share thoughts and to encourage our listeners as we bring them biblical truth. If there's anything that we share that is not what you want heard, we ask that you just block it from everyone's remembrance, that they only receive what you desire for them to receive. We praise you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And my friends, please welcome my co-host, Heather Greer. Good morning, Linda. I tell you what, it feels like spring and winter are battling it out here in Southern Illinois. And I'm really wishing spring would just knock out winter and let the rest of us just have spring and enjoy it for a while. (laughs) I think we have the tail end of like cedar allergies here in the San Antonio area. And it seems like right before a big front comes in, everything shakes loose and you're walking around going, what's just happened to my face? (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) spring is good. I'm ready to be able to say that spring has sprung. So you're absolutely right. Well, we want to welcome everyone today, and we pray that every episode inspires and equips you to hold on to faith as you navigate your family through real-life issues. Today's Staying Real About Faith and Family snippet gives us three strategies to handle family arguments. Well, Heather, I'm going to tell you, and I hope that you agree, every family has issues. I'm, oh, yes. I'm, I'm thinking amen is, is just kind of going across the airwaves right now. Mm-hmm. And what we seem to find is that arguments tend to be a normal way to remedy disagreements. Yet it's how we argue that determines a positive or negative result. There's another word that we can use instead of argue. I like the word reason. If we come together and we reason with one another, That means for me, it means that there's a collaboration. And Mm -hmm. I like that because I believe that God wants us to come together as families, as couples, as siblings, parents and children, and to reason with one another in a positive way. 
We're going to be looking at the scripture found in Ephesians 4. What we're going to find here is that as followers of Christ, we are called to live a new life. So I'll be reading from Ephesians 4 verses 20 through 27 for this portion right here. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, Having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. We are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Linda, I think this episode is going to hit home with me. Mm -hmm. That do not let the sun go down on your anger. I'm one of those people that until it's worked out, it sticks with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband's the opposite. He goes to bed, wakes up the next morning, and he's chipper and happy and everything's great. And I'm like, no, we're not done yet. (laughs) I will tell you, those are things that we can certainly relate to, right? It's not the forgive and forget. It's the, okay, I'm pondering and wanting to continue on. Uh But- But I don't think that you're alone in this, Heather. And you were speaking from both sides of how we handle stress, how we handle frustration, how we handle the relationships in our home and being able to look at the concept of family arguments. What does that mean? What can we do? And are there ways that we can truly benefit and not have the arguments become detrimental to the family? And we're going to find in God's word today that that is absolute truth. So we have three strategies. The first one is choose your words carefully. We're going straight to the word. Ephesians 4 verse 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. I will tell you, I will tell you that everything that we have going on in our lives right now can absolutely bring us chaos and frustration. But if I take God's word and I say, I'm going to follow his word, it's not a suggestion. He's saying for us to have community, for us to have unity in the home Here's what we need to do. So I look at his word as a truth I need to adopt. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. Here's one thing that we can do in every family. If each person would take a moment and write down words that hurt their heart, words Mm. that hurt their heart. If Mm -hmm. the wife goes, these words hurt my heart when they're spoken out loud. If the husband writes out, when these words hit me, 
it knocks me off my feet. Older children can offer that. Younger children, parents just start being aware what pushes their head down. Because when we share in that manner, it's that talk that corrupts the relationship. So that's what we want to see. Strategy one, choose your words carefully. That is a powerful idea to do. I'm one of these people, again, it's me, guilty, um, that words can come out of my mouth before I've even thought them. It's like they're slipping out as they come into my brain. They just bypass. And, you know, I'm the worst one about not having a filter in, in my mouth, in my between my mouth and my brain. So knowing that these words are the words that are going to cut the deepest. It would give an extra opportunity to put that filter that's not naturally there on my mouth mm. and keep from really doing serious damage to the other person's spirit. Absolutely. Or I have found this to be true with Sam and I. There would be certain words that would crush me and they didn't crush him. But when I would share, when this word is said, it hurts. It truly hurts my heart. Then he would go, I had no idea. All right, then I won't use that word. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. But if it corrupts our relationship, we're not to have that. We must choose wisely. So choose your words carefully. Then strategy number two is give God glory in all you do. Not just part-time, not just sometime. In all you do, give God glory. Well, how do we do that? Ephesians 4, verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Folks, this is everything. We give God glory when we bridle our tongue when we refuse to allow bitterness to have its place in our home. Before we choose the words to come out of our mouth, as you had said, Heather, we have to say, what is the root of this? What is the root of this? And this is going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take practice, application, but it will come. If my thought is what I'm about to say, what I'm about to do, Is this going to give God glory or is it going to grieve the Holy Spirit? I make that choice. Wow. That really gives speaking without thought much more weight when you consider it's not just as if as if cutting your spouse verbally is not enough or your child or whatever. The fact that we're also doing the same thing to God, it really does impress on you the the need to employ that filter, that need to be, as you said, intentional about what we're saying. Mm. You know, the visual that I had sought the first time at a women's retreat, and there were two ladies up on the stage area, and they set it up saying, here we are, and it's a young lady sitting down on a chair, And the other person represented the Holy Spirit. 
And they went into a little skit where the young lady answered the phone. And as she answered the phone, she was talking to her girlfriend. She goes, oh, well, you want to go out and you want to party and you want to go do this? Oh, well, we can do that. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. So as she goes to get up, the Holy Spirit's hand was on her shoulder and started following her. And she stopped and she goes, wait, wait, no, you don't need to go here. You need to stay here. And the whole premise was what we say, what we do, where we go, what we look at, all that encompasses us because we are vessels of the Holy Spirit. He is with us in everything. I've seen that skit and it is powerful. It is so powerful. So that helps me to remember, no matter what I do, I am never alone. I'm not alone in my thoughts. I'm not alone in my deeds. He is present. And what am I exposing him to? So you're right. It does make a huge difference. Huge difference. So with the first strategy one, choose your words carefully. Strategy two, give God glory in all you do. So consider actions and words prior to acting on them. And then strategy three, be intentional to lift each head up in your family. And that means it's almost like you're putting your hand under their chin. You're lifting up their face so that they can see your eyes. They see your intent and you are gazing into them just like father does with us. We go to Ephesians 4 verse 32, where we read, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. As God in Christ forgave you. Heather, I must look at this and say, are my actions kind? Am I choosing to be tenderhearted? Am I choosing to forgive instead of retaliate? This is not easy for us. Our tendency in our human nature is to react to someone else's actions. Yet Christ forgave us and went to the cross for us. So if our families, mom, dad, it could be siblings, it can be daughters, sons, and you want to know, well, how do I do that? I'm going to give you a visual of what you can do when you're choosing to be intentional. Take a moment and think of yourself with your arms stretched open wide. Are you being invitational in what you are sharing, saying, and implying to those in your family? Are you inviting them into your relationship? Or is your hand sticking out in front of you where you're saying, you know what? I don't care about what you say. I don't care if this hurts you. I don't care because that really is what we're saying with our words. If I am not choosing to be kind, if I am not choosing to have that tender heart towards someone who they may be saying things that are hurting me, but in that moment, if I can choose to be tender with them, if I can choose to forgive them, it diffuses everything. Because someone who's angry, someone who's frustrated, cannot come up against a heart 
that is willing to love and be kind, forgiving, and tender-hearted. We can do this if we choose to be intentional with it. Linda, it's a good thing we have the Holy Spirit living inside us mm-hmm. because you're right. Our natural reaction is just to lash out, to respond in the heat of the moment. But that Holy Spirit living inside us, that's what's going to empower us. He's who's going to empower us to do this, to take that step back, to open our arms to somebody when what we want to do is close ourselves off. Oh, so true. So true. We tap into him who is in us. There's a reason the Holy Spirit is in us. It's to give us awareness, to guide us, to prompt us in what we need to do, and to always know that his words in us empower us to do exactly what we need to do. And that brings us to today's thought consideration. Words have power. What I say makes a difference in the lives of those I love. I have a few resources I want to share, so you're going to find them in the show notes. These are three different books that I have read, and they may be what you are needing right now to kind of walk through this a little bit deeper beyond our snippet that we're sharing today. The first one, Don't Go to Bed Angry, Stay Up and Fight. This is written by Deborah and Ronald D'Armond, and you will really enjoy it. We've got the link there. I encourage you. This is, this is a good one. The other one by Deborah Smith Pagay, 30 Days to Taming Your Tongue. It's not a huge book, but it has huge potential to make life-changing differences in your relationships. I encourage that. And for those of us that have issues with anger, Most of the time, we won't say we have anger issues. It'll be those around us who cower when we start to talk. When we enter a room, they get really quiet because they don't want to ignite the fire that is going on inside of us. Here's a great book by June Hunt, Anger, Facing the Fire Within. If we want our life to change, if we want to be able to have a family relation or to be able to have family relationships where we can have arguments or reasoning with one another, but they do not destroy, they are not destructive, they are not hurting and possibly having a lifelong detrimental impact in our lives. So here are the three strategies. Choose your words carefully. Give God glory in all you do. And be intentional to lift each head in your family. Lift them up, folks. Gaze into the eyes of those that you love and choose what you will say next. So folks, we invite you, join today's conversation by visiting stayingrealwithlinda.com and also take a moment, if you will, we have a small intimate group that they're growing on our in our Facebook group, but it's Staying Real with Linda Goldfarb. It's a group on Facebook. Search for it, find it, join it. I'd love to have your thoughts in this area. What are you dealing with as far as arguing or anger or 
all of this that's happening in your family. We'd love to be able to converse with you there. Both Heather and I do that. And we look forward to hearing from you because we truly do. We enjoy what you have to share with us. And if you enjoy what we share with you, take a moment, please subscribe to our podcast, share it with other people, and rate it, review it. We do want to know what you have to say. May Yahweh bless you and keep you in all you do. Until next time, this is Linda Goldfarb and Heather staying real about faith and family.